Hey, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I have been looking back at some of the episodes that are the most listened to, and I feel like I get to know you better by paying attention to what you're listening to. And I caught something. Some of the highest downloaded episodes are numbers 107, 108, 109, and they're all about calming the chaos in your home, in your body. There was even an episode about calming things at Christmas. And episode 109 talks about overwhelm, but it doesn't get to the heart of everything that causes chaos in the mind. And so we've done your home, we've done your body, and I, I want to go a little bit deeper today into the things that cause chaos in your mind, because I guarantee that those are the things stopping you from your health goals, from chasing a dream, from certain things in your relationship, for everything that is derailing you in your day. It all begins in the mind, and so we're going to break that down today. Welcome to the Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Do you know that you think approximately 70,000 thoughts every day? (laughs) It is crazy. Yes, some of them are about what am I going to wear or I forgot to brush my teeth or let me grab the water bottle. But there's a lot of things that happen in your mind that can derail your entire day, that they really change the way that you're feeling. Your thoughts create your feelings, and so if you can change your thoughts, you can change so, so much. At the very fundamental level, thoughts are purely energy. They move across the synapses in our brains, jumping from one neuron to another, moving from one cluster to the next in lightning fast speed. It's a near instantaneous process. If you think about moving your hand, as you think about it, it happens. The problem is when you think toxic thoughts or when there are chaos creators going on in your mind, it changes everything. So let's look individually at some of these chaos creators so that you can not only recognize them, but you can learn how to calm the chaos. So the first one is the one that we probably talk about the most on this podcast, and that is fear or anxiety. Now, fear is a belief that something is a threat or that you are truly in danger. The problem with anxiety and the reason that I lump them together is because an anxiety is usually a misplaced fear. You're maybe feeling tightness in your chest, you're breathing heavy, you're worried about something, but it's usually... You're focused on one thing, but it's usually a deeper thing that is about something else that you are feeling anxious about. 
And the reason that anxiety is such a chaos creator in your mind is because you don't always have it pinpointed what you're actually anxious about. And there's almost an adrenaline rush that you get when you feel anxious that it almost keeps you in that state. And so us learning how to calm this chaos is really important, and we'll get to that in a second. Now, the second chaos creator in the mind is imposter syndrome. And this is something, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I think it's something that we all struggle with more than we would ever really admit. Imposter syndrome, like clinically, is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So if you don't do something because you're like, oh no, there's so many people better at that than me, or who am I? Who would listen to me? Or no, I should really let my husband do this because he's the one that's always done it and he's always really good at it. Or my kids, if they knew how stressed out I was, they wouldn't even love me as much or they wouldn't think of me as good of a mom. And you're always feeling like you're a fraud, like you're faking it and being someone else. This is one of the most toxic chaos creators in the mind because you're not only feeling self-doubt, but it's being internalized so much that you're not even owning your own identity or seeing yourself in what you do that has value. The third chaos creator in the mind is a limiting belief. If you, this is similar to sometimes imposter syndrome, but sometimes it can actually be like an external thing. Like you have something that just puts a cap on your growth or a cap on your learning because you think that that's as far as something is able to go. A limiting belief is a thought or state of mind that you think is the absolute truth and stops you from doing certain things. And so a lot of the times you might have gotten this thought from someone else. You might have been told something about yourself or about the world or about how it works that stops you dead in your tracks and you don't move forward, you don't want to grow. Um, Sometimes you don't even want to think about an area that sounds intriguing, but you don't even let your brain go there because you just think, nope, that's not for me. Now, the fourth chaos creator is probably what you do the absolute most. And so perk up for this one. It is just toxic self-talk. You're not even faking it. (laughs) You're not even hiding what you say to yourself when you pass the mirror or when you make a mistake. You are literally talking poison to yourself. Ugh, I look awful. Or, ugh, no one else struggles with this. Or, how can you do this again and again? How have you not overcome this? Or how, it's just literally, you wouldn't say these things to your worst enemy, and yet you say them to yourself. It is toxic, which means it's like poison. It rots you from the inside out. And it's sometimes what you are doing to your actual self. And so it is probably the most common because we all, um, our self-talk that is very toxic might be stemmed from a fear or anxiety or imposter syndrome or a limiting belief. Those might be the underlying issues, but we actually 
rot our minds by letting these thoughts permeate and actually speak them to ourselves. They might not be out loud. Sometimes they are. Sometimes we say them to other people. Um, maybe we're trying to be humble, but what it honestly is sometimes is is just being really, really cruel to ourselves. The fifth thing that maybe is a little bit more sneaky that isn't as toxic as some of the things that we've talked about maybe, but it it really kills our, our mindset and our, our futures and our goals just as much are just excuses. Um, again, they might be stemmed from one of these other toxic thought patterns, but just an excuse like, oh, I did that yesterday, or you might have set a goal for yourself and you tell yourself, oh, I did so good yesterday, so I don't have to do it today. Or, well, no one else did that, even though it was something that you promised someone else or you promised yourself, but you are stuck in comparison, which we'll get to in a second. But a lot of times excuses sneak up because they are just, you're feeling lazy in the moment, but then what those excuses do is they nag on you later. You are kind of telling yourself, see, you didn't follow through again, and and it spirals into those toxic thought patterns. And the sixth chaos crater in your mind is getting stuck in comparison, always getting your identity or lack thereof based on how you compare on this sliding scale compared to another mom or to another woman or the highlight reel on someone's Instagram or someone's Facebook, and you're always assigning your identity or your worth based on where you think you fall in comparison to somebody else. And this can be so, so damaging because you're not only usually comparing yourself to someone's highlight reel, but you also just have no idea what's really going on in anyone's life and the struggle or the conquering that they have experienced to get the success that maybe you see as success, but you have no idea the journey that it took to get there. How many times do you compare yourself to your like best friend, right? <laughs> we don't do that to someone who we really know the nitty gritty about. We do it to people that we don't even know the true story. And so it is just so toxic to get stuck in comparison when we don't even know what we're actually comparing. So how do we start to break these down and how do we find some ways to calm the chaos from these chaos creators? First, I would really recommend that you get out a journal that until you start to isolate some of these thoughts, you and spend some time, you know, I just kind of rattled them off, but to spend some time thinking of them. So grab your piece of paper. I'm going to review them a little bit. Number one is fear and anxiety. Uh, overwhelm is in there. <laughs> you know, it's all kind of tied together in that one. Number two is imposter syndrome. Number three are limiting beliefs. Number four, toxic self-talk. Number five is excuses, and number six is comparison. And so I want you to, everything that you think of when under each of these categories, start to write down some thoughts so that you can actually start to isolate these thoughts a little bit. So in fear, a way to calm calm this is to figure out the root cause as much as you can. 
If your anxiety is every time your kid rides the bike, rides their bike to school, right? Every single time you're just anxious. You're like, text me as soon as you get there. Text me as soon as you get there. You are ultimately afraid that something bad is going to happen to your child that has never happened. Um, hopefully it never will. But whatever you focus on expands. And if you think about all the worst case scenarios, the worst things that could possibly happen, it's going to make that thing feel so big. And so a lot of times our fear is really something that we have to go to God with. A lot of these other ones, we can kind of talk ourselves off of a cliff or come up with some better habits. But when it's a true fear, it is really necessary to take those fears to God. Um, The Bible says, do not fear 365 times in the Bible. So that's one time for every single day of the year. I love that. I've probably said that before. But taking that fear and really think about it, I would make a list of the things that you can control and the things that you cannot control. And what you can do is go on a bike ride with your child and teach them the rules of the road and have them wear a helmet and really don't put that your fear on them, but talk to them about the dangers and how careful they need to be. And just, you know, you can pray when they leave the house. There's definitely things that you can do to combat those fears. But the fears like that that are not based on anything that is likely is really something to ask God to just take away. And I know in my life I've been scared of things that I'm just not scared of anymore. It's like they can truly miraculously be taken away and God will do that. And so just every day you can pray, Lord, this child is yours. Keep them safe and it really will get better and better. Now with anxiety, a lot of times it is maybe a fear that's deeper. But with anxiety, a lot of times it's it's really helpful to be proactive to if it's anxiety because you you need a better system, you need a better schedule. A lot of times there's some ways that you can organize your thoughts and your time, your calendar, your expectations and really speak positivity over yourself in that situation to calm yourself. Now, I also really think that deep breathing is important, um, using essential oils, being calm, sitting in silence and praying. There's so many things to just calm your central nervous system. But usually with anxiety, there's something that you can do to get something done if you're nervous about a deadline or you can have that conversation. There's usually an action step that you can take to combat that anxiety and then to get to the root cause of the fear that is underneath it and have that critical conversation. Now, to calm imposter syndrome, this one's going to be maybe a little bit scarier. I'm just going to be honest. Because imposter syndrome is when you feel like a fraud. And so what do you have to do to not feel like a fraud? You have to actually go and do it. And so this is just jumping off of a cliff many times. This is maybe you wanted to try something and you're like, no, I'm not going to be any good at it. And you have to just go do it. And this is maybe going to take some coaching. Um, This is maybe going to take some encouragement from somebody really close to you. But the only way to build that muscle, to earn trust with yourself, to not feel like that fraud is to prove to yourself that you can do it. Because you're usually not nervous about 
Maybe you might be a little nervous about what other people think, but you're mostly nervous that you're going to fail. And so you have to jump in order to do it. This is one of my most favorite, favorite things to help people in coaching overcome is when they've been telling themselves a thought or they've been putting this glass ceiling over them. And when that shatters and they're like, why not me? Or I did it. Or what about with your kids when one of them is so nervous to do something and then they're like, I did it. It wasn't even that hard, right? It's the most fun thing to walk through with someone else. And so um, I would be happy to talk to you. Please schedule a call with me if there is something that you would love to talk through in a coaching capacity because it is selfishly the most fun thing for me to do. So to calm the chaos of your limiting beliefs, this one is going to take the truth table. (laughs) You are usually operating under a lie. You are operating under something that you have been told by someone else or by yourself that is an absolute lie. And so you need to uncover that. So we've done this activity before, but put whatever thought you are telling yourself up on a horizontal line and then draw like a table, four legs, (laughs) and a table has to stand or can only stand when it is upheld with at least four pillars of truth. And when you write down that comment so many times, you're not even going to be able to prove what has been limiting you. You're going to find out that it was just what someone told you. It was all based on a lie. So then when you flip it and say, I can do this, or I am capable of this, or this is possible for me, then you can start to back that up with some truth again by taking action. And so This might take, again, some coaching. It might take some more journaling, some more thinking. But so many things are stopped because we let the opinion of someone else or some thought that we had started to think limit us that was never intended to be there. And that if you can overcome that, you can really overcome anything. So to overcome your toxic self-talk, you just have to stop it. I oh, I have an exercise for you that breaks my heart, but I want you, when you think something that's so nasty, I want you to start to flex that muscle of being able to recognize it, and I want you to write it down and put it on a sticky note and write it on your mirror or post it um, in, on your phone or post it somewhere and just think of how mean the comment that you're telling yourself is. And I did an episode about this, but I mean, if it's about your body or your weight or your hair, I mean, you might need to throw that scale away. You might need to do some serious making up with yourself to rewrite these thoughts, but you have to isolate them first. You have to write them all down. And I want you to then just scribble them out right in front of yourself and rewrite them and then write those on sticky notes. Look at yourself in the mirror and say those new sentences. And this is why I don't like affirmations that much because they're really general, like I am enough, I love myself, right? You need to be really specific in your praise. It works better for children. It works better if you're a teacher or in a capacity where you're in leadership. 
Don't give general praise to yourself. Give very specific compliments and start to rewrite those thoughts. You can feel so low, maybe in the morning, maybe when you step on the scale or when you have messed up something at work or you've snapped at your kids and you're feeling really low about yourself and you're telling yourself you are such an awful mother or you're just like your fill-in-the-blank was. But you can rewrite that and know that there's forgiveness, that there is another day, there's another moment, and you can just speak life to yourself and it will change the way that you're processing everything. So to calm the chaos of excuses, I want you to, maybe again, this is to make a list, maybe this is just to think through it, but there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. Sometimes there really are reasons, maybe why you haven't followed through or why you haven't done what you said you're going to do. But to spend some time soul searching to think of the difference of those. Is this an an excuse or is this a reason? Was it maybe perpetuated because of because of a limiting belief or toxic self-talk? Was it Has it been going on for so long that you're used to it, that you're then coming up with excuses so that you don't move forward? So figure out if it's an excuse or if it's a a true reason. Maybe you have way too high of expectations and you're shaming yourself for excuses and maybe you had just the bar set so high or that you had to do something quicker than is even humanly possible or you're wanting to be perfect in your motherhood or in your being a wife or how you keep your home and maybe they're not excuses at all. So doing some major soul searching, but if they are excuses, if you are, if it's a cop out, it is time to really acknowledge that to maybe make amends to, to set an intention and to actually follow through for yourself. Maybe for the first time, um, I shared maybe like years ago now when I did that program 75 hard, it was the mantra was like no excuses. And I realized how much I just usually say, yeah, well, I can have this because I did this or, oh, I didn't have time today or I'm tired or I'm this. And I just realized that it was really weighing on me that I didn't follow through And so to make a case for yourself, to just quit making those excuses, to be really clear on what your goal, what your objective, what your intention is, and to not falter from that is going to really change the way that you have that self-talk. And then the last one is comparison. And this is going to be something that... You maybe need to forgive someone, maybe need to ask for forgiveness for someone. Um, You maybe need to stay off of social media. You maybe just need to write yourself a letter that you're not going to do this to yourself anymore. But I guarantee that it is, there's probably one or two people that you just feel, if my life was like her, if this was like this, If my husband did this, if we made this much money, whatever it is, I want you to, again, isolate that and maybe write out what you're grateful for. Maybe write out um, a prayer for that person that you don't know what they're going through and that 
you know, you might not ever give it to them, but that you are apologizing for comparing your true story to their highlight reel. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And in Romans 12, it talks about renewing of your mind. And that is what you are able to do. You are able to change these thoughts. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to stay in them. That we can change the way that we think each day by renewing our mind. Um, It's from Romans 12. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And he has that for you. His perfect will is for you. So no amount of sinful or doubtful or cruel thoughts that you're thinking or telling yourself are more powerful than his will for you, who he says you are. And the fact that he's made us smart enough and in his image enough that we get to change our thought process and be changed from the inside out. Don't let your thoughts keep you stuck. Don't let them stop you from a good self-image, from something that you can model for your children, some confidence. Don't let them keep you from your goals, your dreams, and... Most importantly, don't let something that somebody else or that someone else did or said or wanted of you change what you are destined to do, that God has for you to do. And I can't wait to see what you can accomplish when you are remembering who God says you are rather than these toxic thoughts that have crept in. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the Well.